What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Anti Up Podcast. I'm Howard Bender, and that's right, Adam Ronis still on vacation. So I got the red carpet rolled out, guests galore, and I got to tell you, one of my absolute favorite people in the fantasy sports industry joins us here today. Um, you want to talk about somebody who, you know, knows how to mentor young talent, who knows the breakdowns of the game, knows the fantasy angles. It is none other than my guest today. That's Todd Zola. Lord Zola, my good man. Thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure to get a chance to like just sit and bullshit with you for a little while. Well, like I uh, like I said in your email, it's an honor and a privilege to be invited and to join you for uh, the esteemed Mr. Ronis on vacation, huh? Yeah, he's traipsing around like Africa somewhere. Was it I Dubai, think. something like that? Yeah, he was going to go to Dubai. Exactly. So. Goodbye, Dubai. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> he's probably going to start out. He's going to come back and, and be their, their fantasy sports guru for, you know, knowing Ronis. Right. Well, maybe Fantasy Alarm will open up an office over there. He's going to come back with the with cricket ranking, uh, ratings. <laughs> Which would be a wicked googly in itself, wouldn't it? <laughs> Something like that. Literally the only cricket phrase I know from I, from like a commercial, I think it was. Yeah, well, yeah, there were a couple. Yeah, I forget what they were, but yeah, there there were a couple commercials for a while. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, Adam deserves some time, and I'm really happy to be with you. Yeah, oh, I mean, great to be here with you. Um, I mean, listen, because I'll say this: when I was, you know, uh, an up and coming fantasy analyst and and writing, uh, you know, all over a bunch of places, uh, it was you and the late Lore Michaels who were. You know, like, I mean, yes, I mean, obviously I was doing stuff over at Rotowire and, and Jeff Erickson and Chris Liss. Um, but like you and Lore were the two guys who just kind of showed me, I, I, I just, you know, always support, always positive, uh, always encouraging me to do more. Um, and, you know, I'm like, I'm forever thankful for that. And, uh, you know, so so it's kind of one of the things that I've done in my career um, trying to help mentor younger, you know, fantasy analysts here because I feel like I'm just I'm just paying forward what you guys gave me. Yeah, that's right, folks. We're we're responsible for the for for this. I <laughs> I don't know if I should apologize or pat myself on the back. No, I think uh, no. It's that's just you know it, it wasn't. It's just what Lar does, and it's just what kind of I guess I do. And I, I'm glad that in, in this industry, the way it's going now. We need the sort of paying it forward. We need people to remind people that you have to earn your stead. There's a lot of great work going on out there. There's been kind of a boom in the past year, year and a half with the with the pandemic. Things are changing. I think we'll get to that in a little while. But yeah, it, the uh, the pay it forward doesn't just work at at Starbucks. It works in fantasy too. It definitely does. It definitely does. There's nothing better than you know when you see somebody who's just got the talent, who's got the drive, who you know, just looking for that opportunity. That's, you know, really what it, what it comes down to. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. You, the talking about the, um, you know, just the surge that we've seen, I, I'm curious as to like your take on, on what, what you're seeing around. I mean, I, I could give you mine and I could give you some negative things. I can give you some positive things. Um, but I don't want to bias you here on, on it. I'm curious as to, you know, you as somebody who, you know, help mentor me. Um, I'm curious as to what you think of 
like these subsequent generations of fantasy analysts. I've, you know, it's, you know, as I mentioned, there's a lot going on out there and there's a lot of good stuff. But as you alluded to it, you know, when there's so much going on, it's not all good. You know, there's some stuff that might not be so good. Uh, I'm not going to name names and sites and people are going to get mad at that, but that's just the way it is when there's so much going on. One of the interesting um, paradigms that I'm seeing, and I don't, I, yeah, you know what? I think it applies to your site. I mean, actually, you guys made a business on short attention span, you know, get in, get out, go home, kind of, I call it analysis, right? You just tell me what I need to know. I'm, 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 I'm reading it on a rectangle on the bus or the train or, uh, you know, w- walking to my job. Uh, what happened with the past year and a half, we got to be a more of a longer form with more videos and more graphs and more tables. And I'm sorry, friends, but lot more isn't always better, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's what, we're, and, and part of it is the, the, the audience is, is accepting of it, is accepting of this mediocrity is accepting of, you know, the, look at all this content. It's a, you know, pay, you know, well, not pages, but, you know, uh, you know, bandwidth and pond bandwidth. Look at all these charts and videos of the swing and where you can say that you can just say the same thing and, and, and not have to use all these tables and graphs. What I'm curious is, now that things are getting back to normal, people are working away from home again. I wonder if we're gonna if it's gonna shift back to the get in, get out, go home sort of mentality, the 1200 word and you're done. And none of these 5,000 word, you know, there's, there's a time and a place, but mm-hmm. you, know, you, you know, you know how it is. Just tell me what I need to know so I can go set my lineups. Tell me what I need to know so I can make a trade. Tell me what I need to know so I can set my fab. I don't need all these videos with, you know, every single angle to show the guy can, you know, can't hit a high fastball. Just, you know, tell me and, and give me a couple numbers on it. I don't need 15 videos to show me. It's fantastic that you know how to post them all, but <laughs> and, and when you've got a year and a half and everybody's at home, I can understand why that became more of, of the thing. So I'm curious, I'm curious what's going to happen. Uh, now are we, are we slowly shifting back and all these sites that are known for their quantity over quality are we going to see a change in in uh, people i don't know accepting of their of their stuff or are they going to you know i I don't care i don't have the time anymore Uh, i'm going to go to someplace else see i i I feel like there are there are so many out there who want the information you know like they like reading an article they like a 500 to like you said 1200 word uh piece i think that's always kind of going to be you know the norm once we kind of, once we once we move out of uh the pandemic and even with people working at home more it's just you're not going to have time to right. to do all that even though it's one of the reasons why you know I was like yeah let's let's just keep the pod short because i mean maybe somebody at the gym for an hour workout um you know that's fine but you know i, I guess it was uh, probably one of my uh my uh my my editor on Fangraphs at the time, Robert Sanchez, was like, "Listen, if you can say it in in twelve hundred words, you could probably say it in five hundred, right? You know, and and that kind of you know, don't don't take uh, a thousand words to to tell me something that you can say in in a couple of sentences, and really just kind of getting to that that meat. I mean, I'll tell you that <laughs> I I even I even warned some some writers of of mine." Like how much does that 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 tweet just grind your gears, Todd? When it's like, here's seventy three hundred words 
on tight end two right. quality. Yeah, and some of these sites <laughs> that don't they'll they'll take offense that they're being questioned. Yeah, I, I used to teach uh, science, wrote a lot of laboratory courses, and I can't tell you how many students would come up to me and say, you know, how come I got a B on this lab report? It's ten pages, where you know their lab partner got an A minus, and it's only five pages. It, it's 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 tough to find the niche, especially because, like I said, I think part of it is the audience is accepting of mediocrity now. It's just the way it is. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's. <sighs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's I, because listen, you're you've always been a very positive person in in the industry, and I feel like I have tried to be as well. But yeah, when you see that that acceptance of the mediocrity and it's qual quantity over quality, you know, it's like there's a contingency of fantasy analysts, and it's it's more in the fantasy football world than it is, I think, in the fantasy baseball world. It's interesting like that, but. We could talk about the difference between fantasy baseball people and fantasy football people in general, not not just analysts. I mean, people, in, you know, overall. Um, but I think that there are there's a big contingency of fantasy analysts in football right now where it's more important to get the followers, the likes, the attention to give like, you know, crazy hot takes and battle with, you know, spar with people on social media for a little while. As opposed to like good old fashioned, you know, research and suggestions and teach you how to win the game sort of a thing. And like that's kind of one of the things that I'm like afraid of for the future of this industry. Yeah. And the funny thing, not so much funny thing, but there's, you know, I, no, yeah, who knows if they're I, even, even listening? Hopefully they are. But there could be, you know, five or 10 different sites out there thinking, Zola's talking about me, and that's all he's saying. I'm not talking about any, any. I'm not. There's not one site that I'm that I'm thinking in my head and going that that that. No, it's it's something I've seen uh, through throughout, unfortunately. But like I said too, a whole lot of good stuff out there as well. And yes. I think that I think that that's what we want, both podcast wise and, and written wise. But yeah, I think in both football and in baseball and in, in anything that we're doing here, and I think you're probably seeing it, but you've got a unique style that I think it kind of helps you in this regard. It's hard to, to do something no one else has done right now. It's hard to be original. There's, yeah. Because we've been at it for so long, there's only, you know, there's only so many ways, you know, that you can, you know, zero running back was like the thing because it was different. We could talk something new to talk about, woo! But, you know, after a while, there's only so many ways you can say certain things. And baseball is maybe a little bit more to talk about, but even so, everybody's on spin rate now. Everybody's on exit velocity now. Everybody's on launch angle now. It's tough to be original and right because there's a lot of stuff out there that maybe it's original, but it's not right. It's a maybe a misuse of some of these numbers or a misunderstanding of some of these numbers. So that's, from my own personal perspective, that's what I'm struggling with most right now is to find unique things to talk about that that people are interested because in, sometimes it's so far over. It might be over. I know this is going to sound so elitist, but in order to get that way, it may be over so many people's heads and it may not be directed toward the audience that that is actually reading the material. So I have to be careful about that. But that's, it's, it's, it's a challenge right now to separate yourself from the rest of the industry. 
well, you know, talking over somebody's head, but, you know, kind of, uh, you know, making the obvious more road. I think I, I well, yearly, annually, there's some sort of a, of a, of a reference to Occam's razor from you. Oh, sure. Sure. And and I think, <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. And I, sometimes when you try to be the smartest guy in the room, you end up outthinking yourself. And sometimes you just have to go back, you know, thinking about all these, what are we, what are we going to do with all the spin rates and they're getting caught and this and that. And the other thing, what's the best, you know, Zola, what's, what should I do? Um, draft good pitchers and start good pitchers. I mean, <laughs> sometimes don't, you know, but, but I want to know what's in spinning who's going to lose the spin and, and what umpire is going to call this and the weather's going to do that. Um, draft good pitchers and start good pitchers. That's usually that's and that will, that'll get you there. And then, yeah, around the edges, you can learn about, you, you can, you can refine it, but that sometimes I think we get, we, we, so far we try to be the smartest guy in the room and we end up losing the forest through the trees or whatever that expression is. Um, but you're a thousand percent right. Absolutely. I was, you know, for, for me, yeah, it was like the reference to Occam's razor. People are like, Occam's razor, what's that? And it's just a matter of the the simplest solution being the right one. Right. Um, and and I, it's it's just, it's funny how people uh, do miss that. I, I've got, you know what, I mean, I've got a, a side project working that um, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to bring you in on, Todd. I'm going to have to. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen me tweet out about the next big fantasy thing. So this isn't the pie in the face thing from a couple of years ago. No, this is not the this pie is, this in the is face. That, yeah, this is that twelve people writing and and working themselves, and you're going to find them a job. That is the one. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> so you have heard of it then. Well, absolutely. It's about it's about bringing you know it's it's that whole it's it's reality TV mixed with fantasy sports, right? So yeah. different different challenges. That you guys, you know, that one, you know, I want to bring in mentors each week who are going to assign a challenge, write a 500 word article, uh, make a two and a half minute video, you know, stuff like that, stuff that's relevant to what it would be to be working in the industry full time um, and and doing that weekly, because what I love about that is that we're going to get so many perspectives from people who have been successful in this industry who can kind of shed light. And it's like, it's basically, it's it's mentoring 12 fan, fantasy analysts who, you know, even if you don't win, somebody's going to look and be like, wow, that was some really good stuff there. I'm going to pick this person up, right? It's like, you know, Rotowire could come calling or, you know, Fantasy Alarm could could come calling also. So, I mean, that's kind of the, the whole thing, but I would love to have you... Uh, as a part of it, you don't have to commit to me here on the air. I well, I'm, I'm the wheels are already spinning. I'm already thinking how the Mr. Miyagi ways of getting my housework done. Ooh, yeah. And now <laughs> I just have to figure out how to spin it, right? Um, well, when you become a fantasy analyst, you have to carve out time to do your chores too. So this is just a way to have you do your work and to, you know clean your bathtub and and mop the floor and you know, he Miyagi went the next step and turned it into karate. I don't know if I can do that, but uh, if given enough time, I can come up with an angle. There you go. Well, I'll give you plenty of time. It starts up for uh, for fantasy football season. You guys can find out about that uh, that next. Um, all right. Well, uh, I want to uh, just give a quick shout out here to uh, our uh, illustrious sponsors. Let me pay some bills, turn the lights on, all that fun stuff there. Uh, when we get to the other side, we're going to talk about Todd's work uh, all over the place. Masters, Ball, Rotowire, 
Tout Wars. We're going to check in what he thinks of the MLB sticky stuff that's going on. And uh, is it just as simple as draft good pitchers and start good pitchers? So we'll be right back after this. All right, we're back with Todd Zola. Todd, what, can you can you give everybody your your contact info? Um, I mean, you don't have to give them their phone number, but where where can they find you uh, all over the webs? Are they really going to like find me? Maybe you've seen will. me. You've seen me in public. I'm kind of the weird guy in the corner. I am on Twitter, dude. We at- love the weird guy in the corner. <laughs> I'm that you know we all the- love the weird guy. I am that corner. creepy guy in the corner. I you know what this whole pandemic you know we're talking about earlier is man, I miss people. You know, I miss getting out. I miss then, I, you know, I finally get to go out and then I realize how uncomfortable I am around people. So I have to, uh, I have to be in my happy places, a ballpark, uh, you know, the, 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 the supermarket, you know, my happy places and I'm doing okay. But sure, I'm on Twitter at Todd Zola, uh, T-O-D-D-Z-O-L-A. Um, I tweet a lot. I usually don't tweet answers to your fantasy questions, though, and it's just I, I prefer to handle those on my mastersball.com forum where I will answer anything and everything. You don't have to be a you have to be a registrant, but you don't have to be a subscriber. I just don't answer a lot of questions on Twitter or via email. I'm just more I'm, I'm old and that's how I grew up. I'm more comfortable in the forum. I usually need more than 240 resp- uh, characters to get the information from you to answer your question properly. So you, you can subscribe or not subscribe. Well, you'd like to subscribe, register at Masters Ball. Make sure you get that S in the middle, mastersball.com. There's a forum, and I happy to answer any of your questions there. I'm on Facebook, but I try to keep that even even uh, more more social and, and less sports than I do uh, on Twitter. I haven't – I'm not on the IG. I'm not on any of that other stuff. You're not uh, on Insta. Yeah, I'm not on Insta. I uh, I, I I don't – I'm not on Insta, uh, but no, I no I do. TikTok videos. No TikTok videos. I'm sorry. And the other thing, and you know, when when you asked to talk to me, I was afraid that you thought that that movie was about me. That that movie that's out now, the Zola movie, whatever it is. Um, I hate to disappoint folks, but it's not about me. Well, I have no idea what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Uh, Google it. You'll see. There's what am a, I googling? Zola movie? Yeah, literally. Yeah, there's a movie out. Uh, someone out there named Zola apparently went viral with tweets and not me. My tweets are, you know, if there's like anti-viral, you know, and, uh, and they're making a movie about, I don't even know. It may even be a her. I'm not even oh, sure. Oh, it is. It's Taylor page. Oh, I love Taylor page. I love her. So yeah. And people, I mean, I've been joking. No, the movie is, is, is not, not about me. Sorry, folks. Well, all right. That well, that's a bummer. That's going to, uh, that's gonna keep me from going to the movies now. Well, if you Sorry. don't know if you if you like the it was a Taylor Page. If you like the actress, don't let me stop you. No, like, no, no. It's if uh, listen. There's only one Zola for me, and that's it. <laughs> and that that's it. There's only one, and that's all I need. How uh, you know what? T- talking about like coming out of this pandemic and stuff. Uh, you've been to Fenway now a uh, couple of times, a couple of games you've Actually, done? Actually, not Fenway, uh, Polar Park. I'm going to some minor league games. Oh, okay. All right. So, woo, socks. Yeah, I, have, socks. I, I can't fit in Fenway. Um, I, 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 have not, I haven't been to Fenway for years uh, between getting there and the parking. and the, it's, out, it's a little out of my budget, unfortunately, but Polar Park with the, with the woo socks and Jaron Duran and Jeter Downs and saw Tanner Houck last night. It's half an hour away within my budget. That's 
that's become my happy place. And uh, I'm very, I'm enjoying, got a little bit more into minor league baseball. So, uh, you know, the draft coming up, the Olympics, uh, futures game. I was you know, always interested because, but now with, with an actual minor league team, literally within a half an hour from me, it's got me uh, a, l- a little bit more jacked in spending some nights at the ball yard. Yeah. Oh, listen, I did the uh, same thing. When I was uh, the last few years in, in New York, I went to uh, more Staten Island Yankees and Brooklyn yeah. Cyclones games right. than I did Yankees and Mets games. Yeah, I, I, great. It's oh, it's a blast, and 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 sure, soon enough, maybe Jaron Duran won't be in center field hitting home runs for the Woo Sox. But that means the other six nights a week, I can watch him on TV for the Red Sox. But that's neither here nor there. When's he coming up? Come on, everybody wants to know when he's coming yeah, up. Yeah, um, the team sounds very committed to having him get the Olympic experience. Okay. And the same with Tristan Casas for Portland. So I, it doesn't mean they can't change their mind. However, it does sound like they, they would like the uh, Duran and Casas to go to Japan and compete and get that experience. So as soon as the plane lands, that's when I that's when the clock starts ticking. And we, we shall see it. But the other thing that is, you know, don't need us to tell you, just just take a look at what Wander Franco's doing. So, you know, Red Sox Nation, it's might it might not be what you think it what you hope it might be when he first comes up, Duran, that is. Well, I mean, that isn't that that really the case with with most rookies, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I was Jim Bowden was talking about Wander Franco now. now Jim is probably the most excited I've ever heard him talk of any prospect. Well, he was pretty big on, on Juan Soto too, when everybody was looking the other way there. Um, But, uh, but he was super pumped about it, Franco, but he was like, just so you guys know for fantasy, he's not like a, this is not a a 20 to 30 home run bat. This is not a guy who's going to steal you 25, 30 bases. This is like a, He's like a 15-15 guy with a high batting average, kind of a, you know, kind of an assessment there. And I mean, you know, between Kelnick and and you know and and Franco, I, I think everybody needs to kind of curb their uh, excitement about these rookies. Yeah, I I re- listening to Jim before he even did fantasy on the network, et cetera. I remember he was uh, very much into Alex Reyes. Reyes. Mm-hmm. But you had to you had to actually listen to what he you know believe it or not you get to listen to what the man and listen to what we're saying. He wasn't saying that Reyes was going to come up and forget the injuries of what has happened since. But he was as a GM and he he was talking more about the kid's future, not the you know not the next day. So that that's you know what what you know Jim and some others when we talk about you know when I'm talking about Jaron Duran, I'm not saying he's not going to have a great career. Just temper expectations, and he you know what he may come out and, and crush. But, you know, the, the one time somebody does, it doesn't, you know, the the nine times somebody didn't, you, it benefits you, right? Yeah. You, so, and, and all right, so you happen to get the one that you, you, you want a league or two because you have the 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 prospect that came through. Where I wonder what, uh, what, I don't, Kyle Isbell, was that, how did you pronounce his last name? From Kansas City? Oh, Remember? yeah, yeah, that, the outfielder. Yeah, yeah I, I can't, I mean, I can't. I know at least one guy that spent 19 bucks on him in a in a in a in a keeper league. Well, you know, there's inflation anyway. But yeah, I can and 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 uh yeah, I'm well, isn't all that happy about that because the 
the salary on the reserves counts towards the overall salary cap. And yeah, I probably should just release them because that was stupid. Well, you know, it's just you know, when, these, when these guys come up, you just got to be real careful. Todd, and, you're 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 the AL only SWAT uh, for Tout Wars. Um, you know that I put a big bid on Kyle Isbell. <laughs> well, I'm talking in the actual. In the actual, uh, this was in the in the league when he because keeper leagues or this league, he drafted like the first week of the season. Oh, so, uh, oh, oh, you know. Okay. So yeah, he, all right. Yeah, he wasn't right. And, and you're talking about the Fab. Uh, that's a kind of a different story. Uh, you know, it does use a, a nice Fab budget. All everybody getting rebates back because in Tout Wars you get money back for injured players. So it's 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 just making things just wacky this year as far as all that goes. But um, yeah, I'm just, it's the point being, it's going to be real careful. And it's tough, you know, I tell my, talk to my Red Sox friends and, you know, in, in some, and in some cases, niece, you know, yeah, he's great, but he, he yeah, he's not going to hit 300 with five homers, you know, in the first week, like he's doing for Pawtucket, for Worcester. Yeah. I, you know, listen, I, I, it's a great point to make and it's always good. You know, <laughs> we talk about this. It's, it's funny. I, I feel like, you know, I, I guess been in the in the industry for this long. I feel like every year I write that same article. Like, you know, everybody loves their shiny new toys. Everybody loves going for the rookies. Let's learn to to value them, you know, in their proper context. And, you know, you're keeping high expectations because that's all everybody's talking about right now is definitely it's a it's a dangerous path. I mean, listen, uh, Trout stunk when he first came up. Aaron Judge stunk when he first came up. Um, you know, Kelnick is was was terrible. We've just we've seen it over and over again. So you know, yeah, it took Vlad Guerrero three years to get going, right? I stunk when I first started writing. Yeah, I, I, I you know, so. Uh, but anyway, no, the point. Yeah, and it sounds like. Do you remember your first article? Um. Sort of. I remember my first big article was part of the the Masters Ball Annual from Jason Gray. It was on on trading. I don't know. I don't remember my actual first piece that I would have written for the website, but um, I guarantee it wasn't very good. <laughs> I'm sure it was, Todd. Come on. Uh, I think it was. I honestly, I was very, I was a very technical writer. And I used to, I use one, you know, not, you know, not like number one, but one would have to say that, you know, one for one's fantasy team to do well, one would have to make a, you know, <laughs> and, and it, it, it was proper English, but it was unreadable. And I had some good friends say that's, you know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to, you know, talk more like we understand when we talk to you, you know, talk, write more like you talk. Now, don't write like you talk when you're drunk, but write more like you talk. So that was the first, and that wasn't even an editor. That was just some friends that were, but, but yeah, no, I, in general. Um, and actually, you know, we're, I was thinking about this today with uh, Milwaukee's pitcher. Was it Aaron Ashby coming up? Oh yeah. yeah. And, oh. And people are just, you know, left, right, just crushing them. It wasn't my first article, but I remember my first day at my first job and while getting in too many chemistry, when I was in, in chemistry, I was doing this thing where you had to determine the level of protein in a, in a sample. And part of it is it, it's a color thing and you, you use water you know, to, to dilute it, whatever. So I, I you know, I grabbed the, the water bottle on the bench and set the assay up and did it. And every single every single sample, 
pinned to the max. And it was like, what, you know, what, whatever. And the, my boss or person that was helping me out, uh, what, what did you use for the water? And I pointed to the bottle and she's like, that water bottle has been sitting there for two years. It's been growing with bacteria in it. You never, <laughs> you, you never, you, you know, you never, you never, whenever you do this, you, you have to get fresh water, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, that I, I remember that it was my very first day at work. And that's, that's all that happened to Aaron Ash. You know, you make mistakes your first day of work, you know, and, and I think of that. I think of that to the, you know, the other thing I think about this is so stupid, but um, and I, whenever I'm doing dishes, I can't afford a dishwasher. And maybe that'll be one of the chores when we, uh, when I do the tutoring, but um, I, I can't my boss saying you can't tell if it's clean inside, if it's not clean outside. So, you know, cause we'd have to clean the outside of the beakers too. But anyway, enough of my scientific work. No, listen, I could sit and listen to that all day, man. I, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I, <laughs> I, I miss I miss a lot of that talk. Like you know, like the the wife and I will like we'll tape Jeopardy and just sit and watch Jeopardy together while we're like we're having dinner and stuff. Because I miss you know just being in sports all the time. I and mean, let's face it, sports is it's three sixty five, twenty four hours a day. I mean it's it's crazy, right? So you know to have that that other aspect there to occupy yeah. the other side of your brain. Um, I love it, man. I used to, I used to love my science class. I was a smart kid back in the day, believe it or not. I believe it. And, you know, we mentioned Lar before, and that was, that was the elegance of Lar Michaels. You would, you didn't get, you didn't have to talk sports. You usually didn't talk sports at Lar, uh, as a matter of fact. You once, once in a while, one would, but we talk about first pitch, first pitch form out in, in, uh, in Arizona. And people, what they say is, I can't wait to go. You know, talk so much baseball. And at the end of it, how would you like it? And I go, the, 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 the best part about it is all the talk about non-baseball, sitting out back at night and, and talking with everybody about other, other things other than baseball. So that it's, 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 uh, I, I, you're right. I miss that sort of thing. Uh, you know, we do, we get a little bit of that now with one of the things about the pandemic is we've, you know, we a lot more, stuff over zoom so if it's just a simple monthly draft get together in a, in a league that uses once a month drafting for instance get together on zoom and for, before you get to the draft you catch up with everybody and we we didn't do that pre-pandemic but uh you know so i think there there are some good things to come out of this mess there really are i, I mean that's a great point i mean how many leagues are, are you in with people who have like since moved away and you know yeah. i mean i've gone from new york to san francisco so um, to be able to do like, yeah, the, to, to be able to do those drafts uh, and have it like that. Yeah, I've got a, a couple of friends who are completely into VR, right? And they and they just, you know, they have like poker games where they play. And, I, you know, my feeling is, is that would be, there you go. That's like the, um, like the underground fantasy league. Like I do <laughs> like a, like a high stakes fantasy league invitation only kind of a thing. And everybody's just sitting there with the VR equipment so that you're actually drafting with these people in the same room or technically not in the same room, but it feels like it's in the same room. No. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just in general now, I think that, I think we'll see, we'll, we'll see what lasts and what doesn't last. And it's going to be nice. We've had some uh, remote drafts without wars and labor. Sure. Going to be nice to get together. You mentioned New York. Sure. Going to be nice to get together in New York. We get to. Uh, I'm not much of a hugger, but I'll have to. Uh, 
loosen up my my hugging jeans. Oh, um, not me, man. No way. I'm not hugging nobody. Sorry. <laughs> um, see, like that's like that's the thing, you know, because one of the things I, I've I've realized even through the the pandemic is that you know a lot of this shit didn't bother me. Like, you know what I miss? I miss live music. Like, oh, yeah. I miss going to going to shows, and I'll be taking off time in the next couple of months to go. And see, like you know, half a dozen fish shows, and and bounce around the country a little bit, and and do that. Like that's that's the one thing. Everything else, like I'm gonna I'm gonna very quickly remember why I don't really talk to a lot of people, like you know, and like and socialize in public. My wife, she's like ready to go to dinners with everybody. Me, I'm like, um, yeah, have a good time. I I think I've got like you know like cave syndrome or something. No, yeah, like I said, yeah. I- I miss people, but then I remember how much I don't like being around people. Yeah, oh. your music, you know, comedy shows is is more of what at this point. I mean, music was in, growing up. Yeah, I saw so many shows, but it's more about maybe lately it's been more the live now that the live comedy is, is back again. And sometimes it's not even being able to see them, but just some new material out there to listen to on on podcasts and listen to on uh, on XM, et cetera. Uh, with the comedians for sure now that uh, not just music's out there comedy's going out there again and uh, you know we talked about sports but you know life in general knock on wood is getting back to normal so to speak so who's your who's your favorite comedian that's out there right now i I'm not even it's it's what well to me so this is i am a huge fan of a radio show called the bomb and top show Okay. I didn't say, didn't say it very clearly. Bob and Tom show. I've been listening to it forever. It's a syndicated show. It was on for like a, six weeks, six uh, maybe six weeks, six months. I know in Massachusetts, uh, they do have a podcast, or uh, so I I've been listening to it ever since. And they have a ton of comedians that are on the show and friends of the show. Uh, so it's it's more anybody re- related to the Bob and Tom show that have come through. Um, it's just, try to catch their stuff on podcast and try to catch their stuff on uh, when hear them on the radio and, and, and YouTube, that sort of thing. So it's, I don't know if it's anybody in particular, but I'm just a fan of that show and um, anybody's related to or, or connected to it. I love it. I don't know if you know, I used to do stand up. Yeah, I, I, I did know. I did know. And I, my only uh, add on or comment is I did stand up once in my, as an undergraduate, it was sort of a contest Right. And uh, I opened for drum roll, Yakov Smirnov. (laughs) What a country. Yeah. I opened for Yakov Smirnov. (laughs) It was, it it was, it was supposed to be an actual contest, but only two of us tried out. And I tried out without telling anybody. And I just kind of forgot about it. And like three months later, like, you know, uh, so, you know, Saturday night or Friday night, whatever it is. Uh, you're you're going to do that. You're going to do your 15 minutes with him. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that thing you tried out for. Turned out that it wasn't a contest, but since there were only two of us even tried out, one of us had there were two shows. So uh, I got up there, did my goofy little 10 or 15 minutes. And the guy that did the second show, and I, I know he's in the news today, and I just forget all that kind of stuff. This is, you know, 20 years ago, if not more. Um, yeah, what a lot more. It was 1986, so it was a uh, 25 years ago. He went up there and he did is he just emulated the the Bill Cosby uh Novocaine and the lip routine from the dentist. I was just like, talking word, about that routine earlier today. That's so it, funny that you say that. He did it word for word. 
And I didn't know the routine. And I was crying laughing because, <laughs> you know, he's an act, He's actually an actor in acting school. So I'm up there making up fart jokes and and uh, making fun of um, the alpha fee fraternity, sorority. And, you know, with that, that that was not a good idea. When, you, when you're at a school where it's <laughs> eight to one ratio, do not make fun of, uh, you know, the most well-known sorority on campus if you want to have any chance at all. Uh, in the in the social realm, but anyway, live live and learn. But the, the, so yeah, it just kind of um, that was my my foray into into that was I did fifteen minutes and, and no, I don't I don't remember. Actually, I do remember my first joke because it was accidental, and you know you made my my first piece. So uh, there was just no apathy like campaign at the school at the time, and you know th- th- that was kind of the big thing. And I just I went up there and I freaked. I freaked it was just a setup to something else. And yeah, I know you know. I'm glad you guys got away. Get away from that whole no apathy thing. Personally, I don't even care. And I didn't even know that I made a joke. And the audience like laughed and like, why? Why laugh? Oh, wait, I just made a joke. This this is going to be pretty easy. If they're laughing at <laughs> shit that I didn't even even you know plan on them laughing at, they're going to laugh at my fart stuff. No, you know, it's going to be great. So anyway. <laughs> Oh, it's too far. I feel like my the very first set that I ever did, it was all steeped in like I was I was in high school at the time. So it was all steeped in like being a late bloomer and you know masturbation jokes. Yeah, you like you invented it. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and just making jokes around that and uh, you know, and and you know, I got the laughs at, at first because I think I think people were more just kind of like, wow, he's in high school and he's up there doing it uh, before, I, you know, I got the words from it was if, the funny thing about being an aspiring comedian is learning where you get your best information. It's sitting at the bar before your show, listening to like the old grizzled ones, yeah. just cursing everybody out and this guy sucks and that guy stole my shit. And this guy is that like that right there. Like you start learning, you hear in certain things. It was very, it was very educational for a, a young kid. <laughs> yeah. What I learned in just in general, I, I try to be entertaining and writing and on the radio and podcast is especially me, but I think in general, I can't force funny. I, it has to, if you talk to me for half an hour, I will probably make you laugh. I don't know how and when. I just will. And I, you know, say something funny. I heard you're funny. I, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not Robin Williams. I can't do that. But, you know, you promised me, you know, you talked to me for 20 minutes. I'm going to make you laugh. You're going to say something. I'm going to say something back and you'll laugh and, you know, you'll forget what I said. But it, it, that, that I kind of, once I stopped trying to be funny in my writing and, and when I started doing podcasts, it, it, was, it was a lot better. Because I don't, I I can I can't force funny. It just I'm thinking now about mentioned first pitch forums. I wouldn't I wouldn't you know I, I, when I used to do all six of them in New York and Las Vegas, Los Angeles and Chicago. I didn't write jokes, but I would go up there and I would say something funny, and I would you know the next time I would do it or the, say that same whatever slide. I didn't do the joke, and and Ron Chandler would say, "Why didn't you say that joke?" And I'm like, well, I don't know. It just, uh, it wasn't part. He's like, next time you got to do it. It was funny. 
They don't understand. I, I totally get what you're saying. It, it, you didn't feel it. It's just not, you know, you, you can't push that. You've learned that less is more. And yeah. if, if you're not feeling it, then you're not feeling it. Um, yeah, I kind of, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things that I, I learned in radio, you know, and to not, you know, to, to be more conversational, like you and I are having a conversation now, as opposed to always being the, hey, you're listening to Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio, you know, you get like that radio voice. Right. Um, you know, because you're, you're, you're excited about doing it and you think that that's, you know, what you need to do. Most, most, listen, let's, I, I'm sure it's, it's most great writers and, and, and actors and comedians and, and whatever who, you know, they just think they, they kind of have that personalized come to Jesus moment where they find, they find their voice, they find who they are. And, and, and then, then it's just, it's, it's always, it's more genuine is what it comes down to. Like, yeah, I'll sit down with you for 30 minutes, Todd, and you'll make me laugh because we're having a conversation and you're being genuine and we're, you know, it's just, it's, it's a casual thing. It's not like a forced, like, Hey, so what do you do for a living? Kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I'm just terrible at small talk. And one reason I'm sitting in my house single at age 58, but there's a few, you know, 400 other reasons I can think of as well, but um, actually now down to 385 with the heat. But anyway, um, back <laughs> back to three back to three ninety once I once I drink some more water. But but uh, anyway, the um, it's you know I, I you know I wish I had the you know I wish I could you know had the gift to be a little bit funnier. But I'm I'm all right with taking it as it comes and 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 being a little bit more lighthearted, entertaining. I think you know it's 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 weird. I I, I they stopped doing it the FSWA. But it's like I want to win the 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 humor article of the year. But whenever you try to sit down and write something funny, it's like this is just dumb. <laughs> you <laughs> usually what I what I do to submit for the humor article is um like which is probably just me bitching about right. something yeah. in my fans. Like there you go. That's that's it. It's me writing from the <laughs> my my old kicking rocks column was just me right. trying to write from like the every man's perspective and just, you know, this sucks that these teams won't bring up, you know, their rookies, you know, stupid, you know, super 2 and service time. What does it even matter anymore? I want my guys up here and yeah, I guess they didn't think it was funny. <laughs> yeah, well, you do. I mean, I think you you found the right mix. I think that's one of the things that you uh, both in the radio and the writing you you found that mix. You know when to turn it on and be entertaining, but you also know when to be serious and and give out the info. I think it's a it's a it's tough. It's a fine line, but I think you've uh, over the years found it pretty darn well. Well, I, I thank you on a on a day where I closed out the fantasy alarm show with basically a fart joke. So, <laughs> like I said, you know, you know what, you know when, when to, you know when to and when not to. So, I only know crickets and, 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 though. In case you said you're fifty, <laughs> if you're wondering at what age do fart jokes not become funny, I can tell you it's not fifty-eight. It, yeah, well, I, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, knowing that it, I have at yeah. least eight more years of enjoyment of uh, that. Well, or or find before we need to find new material. Yeah. <laughs> no. Listen, lowest common denominator. You know, it's like it's like radio. Sometimes you just got to play the hits. Yeah, yeah. No, understood, understood. <laughs> oh man! All right, let me let me ask you a a, a baseball question here. I don't want to keep you sure. too long. Um, so let's let's give them some value here. 
All um, right. I'm actually taking a bunch of heat right now, Todd, because I asked uh, who uh, who was the the best leadoff hitter in Major League Baseball right now, um, and and I purposefully left off Kyle Schwarber, right, because of this this home run binge. It's just it's it's crazy. So you know, I I had like Cedric Mullins on there and Whit Merrifield on there. Marcus Simeon is on there. Um, I think Trent Grisham was the uh, was the fourth guy specifically leave. And and literally everybody was like, you suck. You're a dick. You don't know what you're talking about. Go watch some baseball, you know, stuff like that. Everybody's like Schwarber. He's the is Kyle Schwarber the best leadoff hitter in baseball right now? No. OK, no, he's not. I mean, is he the hottest? Is he a story? I don't think he got a hit today. He so, you know, what have you done for me? I think he walked twice, which is nice. Schwarber is just on a is just on a silly on a silly tear, obviously. You don't need me to tell you that. It's actually kind of frustrating because it's it's really tough to try to tell people that streaks are non-predictive, that they can break at any moment, that Schwarber is a bad play in D, in DFS, and then he goes out and hits two more homers. <laughs> it doesn't help my argument very well, very much. When he does that, so it's uh it's it, as a as a fan, it's so fun to watch, uh you know I mean, what you know what happened tonight? Shohei Otani gave up more runs in one, not even a full inning, than he had all month, right? So those that used him in a league where you can start, or you know the NFBC where it's half a you know you you they may be using him as a pitcher this week and and not the half a week. Well, that's not right because. Um, you know, you you only can use him anyway. But I'm in a league where midway through the week you can switch him on and off. So I use him as a pitcher, and I use him as a hitter at the end of the week. But I lost like three homers and got that pitching performance from Otani. But uh, <laughs> you know, I it, it, you know things like the you know the best leadoff hitter. People ask me stuff, and I don't remember things. The internet was invented for me because I don't I don't remember things very well. So when I go on podcasts, you know, what who's the biggest bust of the year? I, these things don't come to me off the top of my head. And I don't think it's because I'm old. I think it's just because my memory, my mind is never, you know, it worked that way. You talk about being a comedian and acting. I, I, I couldn't memorize. I don't think I could memorize a routine. It's just, that's what I, I learn how to learn. So I don't know that I learned things, but I know how to learn things so I can figure things out. That's like I said, the internet, you know, the internet's my, it stores all the information. I know it's all there. I just now need to go and figure it out. So I'm glad you didn't ask me. Who's the out of the 30 teams? Who's the best leadoff hitter? Because I probably would have gone uh, I, 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 Enrique Hernandez, just because I'm a Red Sox fan. No, I mean, listen. I I think I I gave, you know, I I didn't I didn't put Acuna in there, um, which was like the era. In my, I don't even know why I wasn't thinking Acuna. Because everybody um, would have said it, and it wouldn't. This is what I go through with the Tout Wars uh, right. Tout table. You need to. I need to come up with a question. Sometimes I fail miserably. Where there's a variety of answers. If everybody answers the same thing, then it's like, well, that was that was nothing. It's like in a football pool, everybody gets excited because a team won the won a PM game. But when everybody in the pool has that team, who cares? You know. So, uh, right. but anyway, but um, I think Acuna would have been. It's like other than Ronald Acuna Jr., who's the best leadoff hitter in the game? Yeah, so I'm I'm going for Cedric Mullins right now. I'm gonna tell you, man, I love what he's doing. 
I absolutely love what he's doing. And, um, you know, I mean, prime, prime, prime years right now for him. Uh, damn, I'd love to see the Yankees trade for him, Zola. Yeah, well, I don't think you're going to see it, unfortunately. I don't, I don't I know, know. why. I don't know why you would. You know, with all, you know, our friend Justin Mason was all over him to come into the year. I, I think that he, I think the batting average aspect of it and the fielding aspect of it is not fielding uh, the, the speed aspect of it is real uh the power may fall I'm, I'm i'm kind of vamping to try to find a tweet that i sent out because i i am to, to, to really to quickly i know we're you know short on you know we're running out or we're t- we're spending a long time uh i wrote a, a a profile on him and if i can't find it i can't find it it's not it's not a not a huge deal but um it, it basically here it is uh, I won't read the I won't read the I won't read the whole thing, but um, Mullen's strength is excellent speed with an approach conducive to taking advantage, making frequent talk, contact, much of it on the ground. Whoever the switcher has pop, particularly from the left side, to take advantage of Canvin Yards. The club really doesn't have anyone to challenge Mullen in center or at the top of the order for that matter. So playing time will be there. He profiles as someone that can carry an above average BABIP, but a lack of line drives hurt him last season. That's the upside in batting average. With his speed, he should mature into a batting average asset, but don't get greedy. Enjoy the speed with a smidge of power. I wrote that in 2019. Wow. It doesn't it sound like, you know, coming into this year? It does. You know, so it was like, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but don't pat like, yourself on it, the back, dude. Well, <laughs> and and if you, I think I, that was the first year I was back in labor. And you were either the auctioneer or in the same league. I don't remember if you were in AL that year or not. But I bid like 20 bucks on Cedric Mullins that year. And in 2019, he was terrible. <laughs> so, uh, but no, just the irony is this, this was the, uh, the he's had this in him. So in, in a long way, I'm, I'm agreeing that this isn't, what we're seeing this year did not come out of nowhere. This is Mullins, the power. It's just taking advantage of of the of the field and and everything else. I think that'll wane, but he is. Uh, I think he is for real as far as everything else goes. I love it. See, there you go. Like that, I'm like George Costanza. I'm going to end things on a high note. Not a far Godzilla appreciates a player who I mentioned here. Not only <laughs> that, but you even you 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 were so excited about him. You you came a little early, didn't you? 2019. Um, I thought we weren't going to talk about the sticky stuff. Oh, See, never. Mind. I was going to. I was. I was trying to end it on, on a dick and fart joke. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. And and and, and even fifty eight sticky stuff jokes are are still funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think those go away either. I, I don't either. Uh, but what what is your what is your thought here in in general? Yes, your advice is to draft good pitchers and start good pitchers. Um, obviously, stay the course there. Is there is there anybody out there who you're looking at? I mean, obviously, you've got some guys on your team that you know maybe looking. You you might be expecting them to turn some things around. You have guys like that on your rosters. Um, I'm, I don't, I'm, it's not quite Oakham's razor, mm. but. I think that we it spins down everywhere, and I think we just have to sort of stay the course to see what actually is going to happen. And part of the problem here is there's a whole confluence of, of it's not just one variable. It's getting warmer. Uh, the, we've we, we've kind of now forgotten about this ball and and how 
when you hit it way up high in the air, it sprouts wings and doesn't travel as far, whereas the low liners aren't as affected by the wind resistant as much. And so I, it's, there's just so much going on that you can't pinpoint and say it's the spin, it's the ball. I mean, there are obvious. I mean, Garrett Richards, obviously, and, you know, again, you know, Red Sox fan in the middle of a start, starts throwing a 70-mile-an-hour lollipop curve and starts throwing a changeup that he threw a couple times in batting practice or, or in the bullpen session over the week, and he's never thrown in a game before. It should be interesting what happens with your Yankees over the weekend with this new arsenal. But I, 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 if there's any advice, it's it's be a little conservative with pitching now. You know, Don't force a two-start guy in there because he's a two-start guy. If you, maybe a one-start performer with a better matchup or even a reliever at this point, especially if you can find one that may happen upon a save, just the way the bullpens are, are distributing saves nowadays. Until we have a better handle on actually who's affected and what's going on, uh, take it. And this actually isn't bad advice anyway, just because ERAs organically go up in June. But even now, be a little conservative with the forcing a two-start. For some of us, it's tough because we need to make up the landmines, the Brad Kellers that we overly trusted and to a certain extent, Louis Castillo. I know he's done well lately, but the damage has already been done. And we need these two starts. But, you know, it's one of those things where you're in sixth now. You need the two starts to get into second or third or first. But if they go bad, you end up in eighth, ninth, and tenth. Generally, I say go for it because you're not going to win anyway. But with this stuff going on with the, the pitching, I think it's worth letting it play out a little while. And then we'll have a little bit more of an idea what to do. I, I, very sound advice. Look at that. I, I just thought of the, the name of this podcast episode is 45 Delicious Minutes with Todd Zola. Mm, I just ate and I'm already hungry. There you go. 100%. Todd, thank you so much for uh, for sitting down with me here. I mean, just very educational from talk about the in, the uh, the industry in general and, you know, what what we've seen right now to what we could be expecting. Um, to, to the sound baseball advice, man, dude, always, always a pleasure. You were, you're going to definitely be my first fist bump when, uh, <laughs> when, when the FSGA or tout wars or whatever comes back first. Sounds like a plan. It just it's a, going back to that first segment. I'm not down. I mean, I made it sound like, you know, calling people out. I am very, very optimistic where we're headed. I, incredibly optimistic. Incredibly. I think this is going to, I can't wait to see what goes on. I'm just saying that, you know, eh, there's, 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 we have just have to be a little careful. Yeah. Oh, listen, you know, no, no reason to even, you know, worry about going back to, to, to that point. I agree with you completely. There is a lot of great in this industry. There's some shit there though, too, that, you know, you just have to watch out that you don't step in. Right. I mean, that's bottom line right there. If you, if your fantasy analyst is more interested in, you know, obscure clickbait hot takes and uh you know then 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 they are about you know helping you like decide on a a, a waiver wire claim you might want to just rethink who you you're following you're trusting but yeah todd's right there is a ton of amazing stuff uh out there tons of it uh, i'm very I'm, I'm very excited about the you know just being able to show everybody how great there is out there right now yep. uh when we work on that project 
looking forward. I hope I hope you weren't just kidding that you can I know it's football, but I hope we, you know, we'll we'll find something where I can help out. That's that's uh up my alley, as it were. Dude, you are a pioneer legend in this industry, Todd. There will always be a space for you at my table. One hundred percent. Um just we just can't be next to each other. None of us will. You know, the, the, I, I don't eat gravy, so I can't use that joke. That you don't eat gravy? Yeah, I know. We could have a whole podcast on that. Trust me, I eat everything else. I just don't like gravy. Wow. You could, the, the foods I don't eat, my, my family, no, you, you can count them on, on one hand. And it, it's, it's, it is kind of a joke when we, you know, the, the, the foods that I won't eat. It's like peas, eggs, gravy, and root beer. Anything else, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. Peas, I'm, I'm out on also. Root beer. Oh, I love the root beer. I'm sorry you don't love the root beer. More for you. More more root beer for me to drink. Absolutely. All right. That's going to do it for us here. Again, huge thanks to Todd Zola. Follow him on Twitter at Todd Zola. Go over to mastersball.com and just sign up there. You, you, can, you can subscribe if you want. Sign up just for free. Jump into that chat with Todd. He's uh, seriously one of the elite in the industry. Um, who you can always count on. So, uh, Todd, where else? I mean, obviously, Masters Ball, uh, Rotowire, are you still at? I am still with Rotowire. Uh, I do a, a weekly Z Files. I do hitting and pitching rankings over the weekend. I do uh, some behind the scenes work. I'm on podcast, and they've actually let me on the radio. They let me on uh, Sirius XM. Actually, I think I have two more shows, as you, as you know how it goes, before we switch over to football, maybe three. But on, on on Saturday, that let me on the network, not the finishing show, but the network. Clay Link and I for an hour babble about uh, football. I'm sorry, about baseball. Um, I do work for ESPN. Free, I'm a freelancer. I do the daily notes. I manage the daily notes along with Derek Hardy and Mike Sheets uh, and 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 manage the the uh, the freelance work over there. So do some behind the scenes work for ESPN as well. But four times a week, you can see who I who I recommend to pick up. In a in a daily uh, daily fantasy baseball league, ladies and gentlemen, Todd Zola, Lord Zola, if you uh, if you choose as well, it's uh, an acceptable nickname, no doubt about it. That's going to do by, it. For- yeah, by Mr. Oh, I know we have to go, but just uh, Matthew Barry betrothed that onto onto me. But anyway, there you go, there you go. Now you just now you just name dropping, dude. I'm also turning the mic off so we finally can go. Oh, you're like, that's that's cool, man. You want a name drop? I what, are we going to have drop? a name dropping contest now? I, I don't really think I can have a name drop. I got Jim Bowden. That's that's it. Uh, all right, I'll tap out. I'll tag. I'll tap out. <laughs> all right, Todd, thank you so much again. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for liking and subscribing. This has been the Anti-Up Podcast. I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.